the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening. It's 5.06. Wow, these are funny sounding headphones. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Or maybe that's just me. I've been riding a Harley today. It's a beautiful last of the beautiful, at least for a few days, for Harley riding. So maybe it's just the exhaust reverberating around in my ears. I don't know. But it's sure good to have you here. I'm Randy Corcoran. Always grateful to be here and always glad to have you along. Alexa, as always, is first to the text-to-studio. And Alexa, it was great to see you as well. The the, uh, whole event, Rescue Colorado, back on um, October 18th, was a whole lot of fun. I got to address the VIP group, a little bit of truth, and... um, was very, very interesting as the main stage stuff was getting going. Uh, I was just walking in, and uh, I couldn't stay very long. Uh, I did listen more online. It was cool. It was streaming. I hope you got a chance to hear it, watch it, see it. Love your feedback on it. 303-696-1971. As I was walking in to the, uh, the general part, and people were getting up on stage, somebody brought me over and introduced me to a Washington Times news reporter. I'm sure that's what the woman who introduced me said, Washington Times. So I wound up talking to them for about five minutes, recorded all of it. Uh, They were wondering about Joe Day. They were wondering, you know, just other questions. And uh, out of a five-minute interview... The only thing that made it into the newspaper article was one sentence. And, of course, it was about uh, Joe Day. The idea that you can make up enthusiasm with the unaffiliated by distancing yourself from the base. I've never seen it work, said I. And then I found out when the reporter emailed me for some additional information, she was actually from the Washington Post. That Washington Post the one we affectionately refer to as the Washington Compost, along with the New York Slimes and MSLSD and the Clinton News Network or the Corrupt News Network or uh, any of those if-the-shoe-fits-wear-it monikers that I love to use on this show. But um, you actually read the piece, and we may talk about it a little bit. Joe Day just continues to punch his base right smack in the mouth and apparently believes that um, he will make up for it with the love from the unaffiliated, the love from the people who are sick of Michael Bennett or Democrat policies, polis policies, Colorado crime, Colorado prices, Colorado broken immigration, sanctuary city, homeless, etc. Man, oh man, I hope he's right. But as I told the Washington Post, I have not seen that work in the past. Meanwhile, I was texting with Kelly Ward, the chair of the Colorado, the Colorado, the Arizona GOP, about what's going on in Arizona. And man, they're on fire. Red wave a coming. Governor Kerry Lake really feels like you can count on that. Blake Masters closing the gap. 
Uh, I think in the latest Real Clear Politics, by the way, in the six o'clock hour, we'll take a quick look and an update on the Real Clear Politics averages, which again are all trending. Trending the right way, trending toward the Republicans. But you have to be careful because I saw a, a news blurb. I don't remember if it was Fox or Newsmax, probably Newsmax. I spend, except for maybe a little Tucker time, I spend virtually no time on Fox News. But the blurb went by and it says Real Clear Politics was predicting Lee Zeldin to actually pull out the New York governor's race. And I thought, wow, that is absolutely amazing. And, man, when you hear that governor, that woman babble, you heard her at the top of the news hour, if you were listening, she says nothing. She just hems and haws and complains and, oh, my goodness, and this must end and platitudes and nonsense. But I went and looked at Real Clear Politics and there wasn't a new poll. There was nothing on Real Clear Politics to show a change in that trend. So I did a little hunting around and what had actually happened was that there was a article that was written by a uh, an author, a commentator that was posted on Real Clear Politics that predicts that Lee Zeldin is going to win. Right now it's still ranked a toss up. The projection from Real Clear Politics is a Democrat hold. Last polling was done October 18th. So pretty fresh, and it showed Hochul up by 6.1%. But remember, do you remember this? It was two years ago yesterday. Two years ago yesterday. I wonder if I can find this tweet quick enough to make sure I get it right. It was two years ago yesterday when CNN poll came out. Ron DeSantis was running... For, could it be two years? Aren't the governors there four years? Well, whatever. The, the tweet I saw said two years ago. In fact, you know what? It was a tweet from Ron DeSantis. Let me see if I can pull that up. Because it was, it was just delicious. It was a CNN poll predicting the opponent of Ron DeSantis. What was his name? Andrew, I'm a socialist, uh, lying, I, I don't remember. I don't remember his name, but the tweet showed the Democrat up over Ron DeSantis by something like 12 points, 12 points at this time in the election cycle. And so, you know, you just can't trust these polls. You can't trust the polling. Everybody I talk to as a national committee man, uh, national hosts, others, people are seeing, they're feeling the buzz. How much of that will translate to Colorado? How much of that will bail out, help out? And I only say bail out for Heidi Ganahl just because she started so far behind and so, um, you know, underfunded and all of those things. She's the best. She's terrific. Uh, we should all be voting for her. But, man, oh, man, what a deficit to overcome just based on a very wealthy, willing-to-spend-money uh governor who's all over the place. But how many people in Colorado recognize the harm that was done by this governor? How many people in Colorado recognize just how quickly we could, you know, get off of those firsts for Colorado, first in auto thefts, first in inflation, all of those horrible things? I don't know. But the polling is the last place you should check. 
when I look at these real clear politics averages, I, you know, I look at trends, I look at how things are changing. And then I love looking at their predictions because they are predicting some tremendous Republican pickups in the House, in the Senate, in governor's races around the country. And we're going to go down those like we did sort of at the end of the show last week, just very, very quickly because, you know, it gets boring talking about numbers. But just to remind you how things are going around the country and how excited you should be about what's going to happen here, what, in 17 days, 17 days. Wow. We've all got our ballots now. Um, You should have gotten yours in the mail this week. Whether you requested a mail-in ballot or not, in Colorado, we get them that way. And um, I promised and I said so in the promo to the show for this week that we would go through the the ballot initiatives, the constitutional amendments, the the other things that you have to decide besides R and D, uh, no else, no write-ins, please, wasted votes, R and D. And those are pretty boring, too. So I just want you to be ready in the 6 o'clock hour. If you're not sure about any of those things, just have your pad and your pen and your pencil and your recorder and your Braille machine, however you communicate with yourself, ready. Because I just want to go through them very, very quickly. What it is, what it means, and how I approach whether to vote for it or not. Um, Just don't want to get too bogged down in all of that. So... I had mentioned at the start the Rescue Colorado. It was so good to see Alexa. Alexa, always the most loyal listener, the most reliable listener, the most regular texter to all of the hosts here at 710 KNUS. And uh, and I, I know her. I've met her. We've talked before. It's just, But rarely you get to see some of these uh, either voices on calls or, or you know, text messages on the text to studio app and it's just great to see people she was terrific and um and really what a great evening that was especially if you were in the vip and it was a a good turnout it was packed in there but the food was extraordinary got to hang out with mike boyle and and uh realized oh this was interesting i realized that there were people involved in the catering um, and I got to, to actually meet one of them and thank them, who I actually represented during the restaurant shutdowns. But we never met. We never actually met face-to-face. And that happened a lot during the COVID shutdowns. And we kept that food service or food provider open as well. And man, oh, man, that is so very important to do. So I am very excited I I just got here in time to sit down and realize that somebody didn't bother to clean up their mess. They must have spilled something. One of the the mouses was stuck to the table here, and it's the one that I use to read the texts. So (laughs) it's like, hey, clean up after yourself, son. But um, anyway, got here, got sat down just in time, and part of it was because I was out riding the Harley, but I'm leaving town tomorrow. And so um, I had to work. I was over at my office just banging away, trying to get some last-minute stuff done, looked up and realized how late it was, and um, still riding. So when I got out to the garage, I realized that the gates had gone down on the main doors. They have secured uh, secured inside parking with these big chain gates that roll all the way down to the floor. And I thought, oh, man, because last night I was riding yesterday as well. And last night it was dark, a little late when I left the office. You know how it is when you're trying to catch up loose ends before you have to leave town. 
and I could not get the darn thing to trigger with the Harley. Usually I can find the sweet spot. You know, it's it's pressure sensitive. So if you pull your car, your truck up there, it opens the door. A 900-pound Harley with a 200-pound rider on it doesn't seem to quite do the trick unless you hit it just right. So I looked at my time, my clock and I realized I had 10 minutes to get here. And I thought, man, oh, man, if I have to screw around with this gate. And God is in his heaven. Uh, Harley gods were on my shoulder because I hit that pressure pad just right. The gate opened up, and I rolled in here with, really, wouldn't you say, Lewis, plenty of time to spare. Not even out of breath at the moment. So, anyway, it was, uh, it's so, somebody said, Peter spilled coffee. Well, Peter, clean up after yourself. That's what men do. All right, let's see here. I've got... uh, what else do I want to tell you about? There are so many things going on. And the biggest one, of course, is, for me, I'm selfish that way, when something like this is about to go on, is um, I have to fly out to Mar-a-Lago tomorrow. And you think, well, that's pretty cool. But um, I'm, I'm upset. I am absolutely upset. I've got to go out and talk to Donald J. Trump because last week I thought we had this all worked out. You know, they moved me from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And so for a couple of weeks, I was coming in here and I was having to do my show competing against a Trump rally someplace. And last week, I just thought we'd cleared it up because he started the rally at the end of my show, 7 p.m. And so I thought, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad we got that straightened out. And then I find out this week that he's doing another rally tonight, this one in Texas, at the same time my radio show. So I'm going out there. We're going to have us a conversation. And uh, I really can't wait to get back and and tell you what it was like. I've never been to Mar-a-Lago before. Um, I don't think they like people taking pictures. So, um, you know, I'm going to I don't know what the rules are. (laughs) And, you know, me and following rules. But uh, this is a little different. I can just see the headline now, you know, Republican Nash and, and the Denver Post, Washington Post, New York Slimes, um, Kyle Clark, KUSA. They would love this Republican National Committee man, Tea Party lawyer, uh, legal attack dog against government. Accosted by the social ser- by the Secret Service, grabbed, nabbed by the Secret Service, violating the rules at Mar-a-Lago. So I do plan to be careful. But actually, I'm very, very excited about the opportunity to get out there. Look forward to telling you all about it when we get back. I, uh, I, I saw this one video. We're going to take our break. 303-696-1971 is the number. Really kind of anything on the table tonight as far as I'm concerned. The election's 17 days away. Um, Joe O'Day coming out and once again just punching um, Republicans, people who support the platform, people who support and supported Donald Trump, just punching him in the mouth. You'll vote for me anyway, seems to be the assumption. And I, I listen, I believe that we should. I believe that we must. The issues are bigger than the personality. But what are you thinking? Donald Trump responded to Joe O'Day, and, and he called him a, a loudmouth, MAGA people don't support idiots, or something like that. And what do you expect? I mean, you, we know what happens when you throw a roundhouse at Donald Trump. Is that enough to get those um, unaffiliated, those people that love, uh, you know, that, that want to f- find a moderate home? Is, will that overdo the loss of enthusiasm 
among the MAGA and Trump-supporting base. Uh, Whatever size that is, probably at least 30% of the Republican Party. If you disenfranchise them, can you pick it up on the other side? I guess we shall see. But as I was looking around and watching videos and doing, uh, thinking about things I wanted to share with you, I came across this. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention, my intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh, Dr. Biden thinks that uh, my wife thinks that. Uh, Lewis, when you recorded that, did you get to watch the video? I, uh, that, that we're, that we're the things doing something. You can't see it, obviously, on the radio. But the reason I started to snore is because literally Joe Biden sitting across from an interviewer, live television interview, dozed off in his response. Literally, he dozed off. Hear, hear, hear it again. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention, my intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh, Dr. Biden thinks that uh, my wife thinks that. Uh, yeah, that, I- that, that was me doing the snoring, I, I will admit. But man, if you saw that, you should go find this video. Biden falls asleep during live TV interview. Man, oh, man. All right, we've got callers on the line. We're going to get busy with that. I've got some audio that you are going to love, including a billionaire, Apple computer executive, the man who got the best deals, set up the best manufacturing, made the strongest contracts for the benefit of Apple, saved that company billions and billions of dollars, got taken down because of something he said when he was confronted at a car show. And, you know, it's kind of obnoxious, kind of stupid. But if you understand the context, if you understand what he was responding to, it's hilarious. And it cost him his job. The woke left man, they are constantly eating their own. We'll get to your calls. We'll talk about that when we return here on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. I don't know if it's because I was a trombone player when Chicago was all over the map, and I was living in Chicago at the same time, but I love that song. Welcome back, 528, Randy Corcoran, and uh, Jackie has been kind enough to wait. We love ladies first here on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, Jackie over there in Sydney, Nebraska, far, far away. Welcome to the show. Well, hello, Randy. Yeah, you know, I listened, I've been listening for 30 years to this station, and here, in, and I'm a Colorado-born native from Telluride, Colorado. I live in Nebraska now because I can't afford to live in my own state. But, you know, I've been listening all week to these people call in and whine and piss and moan about this and that and the abortion and this and Trump. You know, Colorado doesn't have a choice right now. They need to get out. They need to vote red and remove as many Democrats off the ballot as they possibly can. And that's their job because they can't save the state if they don't get out and remove them. And that's that's it. Well, Jackie, you know, as Republican National Committee man, I have been pushing that narrative. But in order to be fair and in order to get people who um, on principle, whether it's over abortion, whether it's over Trump bashing or whatever, 
um, to, you know, think it through and acknowledge their legitimate concerns and still try to get them to make that decision to help us defeat as many Democrats as possible. I've also been worried, willing to talk about, you know, why this is a problem for so many of us. And news just broke news just broke today that Lisa Murkowski just a few minutes ago that Lisa Murkowski, the 21 year incumbent in Alaska, took over for her father, a Murkowski, uh, United States senator. She will vote for the Democrat House candidate to try and defeat Governor Sarah Palin in her congressional run this year. And she's doing it because she's doing it because. Because Alaska has implemented rank choice voting and rank right, choice yeah. voting allows Democrats to vote for Mikowski down the ballot. And she's trying to pick up enough of those Democrats to beat her own Republican challenger who has pulled ahead in the polls. So I, God. Well, that's what I, think I think they'll bring that to Colorado, that rank voting. You know, that's like playing musical chairs, Randy. I was listening to that the other day. Charlie Kirk talked about that. You know, you can only lead them to water. If they don't drink, it's their own fault. But I'll tell you what, Colorado doesn't have a choice here. Uh, their state's burning under polypolis. And little polypolis has to be replaced. And I'll tell you right now, uh, I'm a Colorado native, and it angers me so much. When I saw what they did to Denver, and I'll tell you, they need to come out, and they need to name his sins, name all their sins, every chance they get, a, every time they get a chance. And, uh, you know, I could get fired up about this, and I don't mean to, because <laughs> oh, I've talked to you before. Oh, you sound but, great. You know, it makes me mad. It's, it makes me mad. Like It's like you say, they cut their nose off to spite their face. That used to be a saying my mother used to say, and I didn't understand it, but I do now. You know, they'll cut their own throats before they'll give an inch to the right and ja- cause. And, and Jackie, I, I get it. I have taken those principled stands before. I resigned from the Republican Party on live, on the air. Do it during a morning talk show that I used to do when the Republican uh, Attorney General's or Governor's Association brought in all a bunch of money to knock Tom Tancredo out of the primary. And this and this is before I became, you know, Tom's a dear, dear friend. Now, this was kind of early in getting to know him. It was the principle of the thing. So when I tell you about Murkowski willing to endorse or try and take out the Republican congressional candidate in order to get some more Democrats to vote on the ranked choice ballot that she'll be on for Senate in Alaska, or you think about John McCain and the years he campaigned on repealing Obamacare, and then because Trump was in office, when the Republicans came, push came to shove, it, the bill had, it had come out of the House, it was sitting on the Senate floor, it needed one more vote to do it, and at 2.30 in the morning, one of his last acts before he died of cancer was walking up to the teller, the person who counts the votes, and giving his thumbs down. And that's what concerns people who aren't willing to compromise their votes at this stage in the process. And I'm encouraging them to because of the situation we're in. But what do you say to that? Well, you know, it's a shame. Uh, you can only you can only do so much. And these people, if they don't care about the big picture, Brandy, you know, you can't save their you can't save everyone's soul, but you can try. And I'll tell you, the thing is, like Lisa Murkowski, she wasn't even a good person to begin with. So why would anybody vote for her? She showed her colors. It doesn't take long for someone to show you who they really are. And when it comes down to it right now, look what happened to uh, what's her name? Liz Cheney. 
Liz Cheney might have voted with Donald Trump. She only did that because it served a purpose. They are showing you now who they are. They're going to show you who they are. And if you don't have enough sense, and I'll say this straight up, if a man or a woman now doesn't have enough sense to see what's going on, have they been played in this country and played by their own politicians, then God help you. You know, I'm calling in from another state because I'm so concerned about Colorado. I don't know what to do. I don't want to see that state burn to the ground. Well, Jackie, you are all the way across. You are on fire. I love it. I appreciate your passion. (laughs) Thank you for being a loyal listener to our station. And especially thanks for following me over here to uh, Saturday evenings. I've been really, really pleased by all the people who've come along. And uh, at the uh, event that we did, the uh, uh, Rescue Colorado event, I had a lot of people come up and say, hey, I'm still listening. And that made me feel really good. So thank you very much. Oh, yeah. You have a you have a coffee group here in Nebraska. There's five of us ladies. We call every morning. We listen to George. We listen to uh, uh, Jimmy. We, I even listen to Peter once in a while. But you're my boy, and you'll always be. And I want you just to hang in there. Keep doing God's work. Work. Just keep doing God's work. Well, I, I wish you guys would uh, take a selfie and send me an email. I should do that with five of us. All we do is eat donuts and drink coffee and listen to. You know, it's just so it's <laughs> so fun. I've got I've got you know call listeners who have called in. They text in from different states and stuff, and I ask for pictures because it really helps me. It's just fun to put a face to a voice and a name and a you know a thought process. So sometime do that. We're and- all old. I'll do that, hon. We're all old. We're, I'm the youngest one. I'm sixty nine. Everybody else is seventy or older. But they come over and we have coffee. I bought an old boom box uh, at a garage sale for 10 bucks, and I showed, I sent a picture to George so we could listen on the radio to you Very guys cool. in Denver. I'm telling you. Well, All t- right, well text, it, you. Text, it, text it to studio, and I'll get a chance to see it. That would be a good way to do it. And uh, ever since, I, right, ever since I hit 62, you know, 69 or 70 doesn't, seem, doesn't really seem very old to me. Oh, crap, it's not. But you know what? Uh, I've had two shoulder replacements. It catches up you real fast. That is <laughs> All right, awesome. God bless you. I'll let you go. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. Jackie in Sydney, Nebraska. All right, we've only got a couple of minutes. Let me at least tee this up. This is um, former Apple executive Tony Blevins. And, I, I, I mean, this guy was a big deal. Let's see if I can find out specifically... Vice President of Procurement. He was Vice President of Procurement for Apple. He saved Apple literally billions of dollars by negotiating great deals for product, for manufacturing, for all of the things that it takes. You know, if you've ever read or ever heard of iPencil, if you haven't, you should Google. No, no, no. You should DuckDuckGo or whatever other search engine you use, iPencil. And give that a quick read. I've done shows on iPencil. It's wonderful. All of the things from around the world that come together to put to create for you a 55-cent pencil and the eraser with the uh, chrome or brass holder or whatever it is. But uh, that's what this guy did. He made the best deals for Apple. Apple, one of the most successful companies in the world, and Tony Blevins saved them billions of dollars. And he was riding around in his half a million dollar, I forget now, was it a McLaren? Did you pay any attention to what, no, you know, you know what, here it is. It was an, well, here's, here's what it's called. It's a Mercedes-Benz SLR McLaren. 
I didn't know there was a combination. And I'm a car guy. I have a Ferrari. So, you know, I get I get exotic cars. But I never knew there was a Mercedes-Benz SLR McLaren. $500,000, it says on the picture. Um, and so he's at the car show where all these exotic car guys get together once a year. And I heard him talk about this afterward. He said, this is something we all look forward to. And yeah, you know, we're loving our cars and, and walking around and seeing people you haven't seen in a year or more. And it's just wonderful. He pulls up into his spot. He's got some woman in there, and I don't know who she is. Very dark hair, sunglasses, a hat. Um, you know, it looks like maybe that hair's dyed. I don't know. But uh, she's she's a cackler. She's kind of a Kamala Harris. You'll hear her in the background. Uh, kind of a cackler is... It's a nice way to say it. I don't know the lady, so I don't want to be critical. But the guy, this guy, I guess, who goes around and catches real rich people on his for TikTok, goes around and grabs him on camera. And here's what happened. Ooh, good sir, your car's awesome. What do you do oh, for a living? <laughs> I race cars, play golf, and fondle big-breasted women. <laughs> but I take weekends and major holidays off. Okay. <laughs> That is quite the career. I'm looking to get into that. Well, also, if you're interested, i got a hell of a dental plan. Okay. You do it all. You do it all. Yeah. And you participate in this activity. <laughs> Thank you so much. See, that cackle, man. That's not added to the video, that woman. You can see her cackling back there. But listen to it just one more time. Is it really so offensive? Ooh. Good sir, your car's awesome. What do you do okay. for a living? I race cars, play golf, and fondle big-breasted women. (laughs) But I take weekends and major holidays off. Okay. So you think, gosh, you know, it's 2022. That's kind of crude. It's kind of, uh, you know, is it sexist? Because men sometimes touch women or... Women, you know, like to be touched by men or like to do... I mean, come on. We are sexual beings. If you look at old movies and or 70s movies, 80s movies, or whatever, people need to lighten the heck up. This guy was with Apple for 22 years and was one of maybe 30 people to actually report directly to Apple CEO Tim Cook or the chief operating officer, Jeff Williams, and they canned him. They forced him out because of that comment. And here's why it's so, I don't know, disturbing to me. I mean, we know that the left eats its own. We know that the woke left destroys businesses, destroys success, destroys fun, destroys the ability to joke around, uh, destroys our history, rewrites our history, all of those things. But how many people know, how many people remember the hilarious movie Arthur, 1982, I think, Dudley Moore, playing a overly, just an constantly intoxicated, overly wealthy dude, driving around, trying to find love, trying to have fun, trying to figure out his station in life. And here's where that quote came from. What do you do for a living? I race cars, I play tennis, I fondle women, but I have weekends off and I am my own boss. Dudley Moore is Arthur. 
One more time. What do you do for a living? I race cars, I play tennis, I fondle women, but I have weekends off and I am my own boss. <laughs> Dudley Moore is Arthur. I, I had him record that out an extra couple of seconds because it's not just Dudley Moore. And I realize he doesn't say big-breasted, but it's the exact same thing as Tony Blevins got lost his career, 22-year, ultra-successive career over. But if you hear that at the end, that was part of the movie promo. That was part of the promo for the movie. That was part of a television commercial or a radio ad. What do you do for a living? I race cars, I play tennis, I fondle women, but I have weekends off and I am my own boss. <laughs> Dudley Moore is Arthur. Much, much better country we lived in back in 1982, which, if memory serves, is when that movie came out. Just absolute nonsense. All right, 303-696-1971 is our phone number. 303-696-1971. Reminder, in the 6 o'clock hour, we're going to go through quickly, so be ready. But we're going to go through the ballot initiatives and what they mean and, you know, which direction I'm going and why. And then uh, also want to take a quick look at the Real Clear Politics polling averages for these targeted races because I'm telling you, the red wave is alive and well. Kelly Ward in Arizona, I her, the text from her almost melted my phone. She's just so excited about what she's seeing. That's their Senate race, which, by the way, just teaser, Real Clear Politics has now flipped to Lean's Republican. They're projecting Blake Masters to win that race. And Carrie Lake, who is just the most remarkable uh, not just MAGA candidate, but candidate in general, just on point, on top of it. Quick, succinct, correct responses, takes no prisoners, no nonsense, isn't nasty about it, reminds people of facts. Just phenomenal. Man, oh, man. Uh, as soon as this election is over, after 17 days and then whatever, you know, weeks of adding votes to make sure they get the outcome that they want. We have got to turn our attentions to continuing to develop our bench or work with the candidates that we liked if they didn't win and just keep getting stronger right here in Colorado. It can be done. But I'd love your thoughts on Tony Blevins losing a billion-dollar career. Imagine he's still a billionaire or a big-time multimillionaire. But losing a 22-year career because he quoted, obviously, was a fan. And, and anybody who watched Arthur and Dudley Moore back in the 80s, we all love Dudley Moore. Because he quoted this. What do you do for a living? I race cars, I play tennis, I fondle women, but I have weekends off and I am my own boss. <laughs> Dudley Moore is Arthur. How sad and depressing to be a leftist. How sad and depressing to be part of the woke agenda. Have a little joy. Lighten up. I am so excited about this upcoming election and the opportunity to fly out and, and hopefully plan to meet President Trump for the very first time. And all of the things that uh, make life worth living. The Harley rides today and last night. The grandkids. Breakfast with uh, my youngest grandchild in the morning before I leave and his parents and some exciting news going on over there. Just there's so much to love about being alive. We cannot let 
the woke, depressing, depressed, violent, evil left take it away from us. Not for one moment. All right, we got to take a break. 546, Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. Well, apparently my threat of me showing up in Mar-a-Lago on Monday has uh, calmed President Trump down a little bit because he has not taken the stage and interfered with our show. And if and when he does, we, of course, will pipe in a little bit of the Trump rally. Those are always an awful lot of fun. But, of course, you can always record those, find them on YouTube or elsewhere. And I know, I know, if you just have to get a Trump fix live, it's okay. Our podcast, man, Lewis is doing a great job. It's like I'm, I walk out the door, I get on the bike, and he's like, oh, they're done. So um, you can get those podcasts virtually anytime. I, um, I live in... Uh, the same Senate district as Tom Sullivan uh, in Arapahoe County. It's Colorado's Senate District 27. And we are represented by Tom Sullivan, whose claim to fame is being the father of one of the uh, one of the kids who was murdered at the Aurora movie theater. And so he utilized that death and... Listen, I'm not saying this in any negative way. The guy comes from the left. He's entitled to it. He lost his son, for God's sake. I watched my parents go through the death of my brother. I understand it. And if that motivated him to get into public service and to fight against what he thinks are uh, dangerous gun laws or dangerous availability of weapons or whatever, um, I would never, ever criticize the man for that. And as you can imagine, in a in Rappo County, which has been trending to Democrat as well, um, he won that pretty easy, uh, based on that particularly tragic story. But the flyer I got in my mail today ought to just knock him out of this race. It ought to make him unelectable. It ought to make people scratch their heads and say, why would I trust this man? And instead, they should vote for Tom Kim, who is the Republican who's running. And uh, and what a nice guy he is. What a great family. And haven't had a ton of conversations with him, but um, I really respect and admire him. I think he'd make a great senator for the state of Colorado. But this flyer from Tom Sullivan... Unbelievable. Tom Sullivan for state Senate, putting money back in every taxpayer's pocket. Tom co-sponsored the $750 refund. And here's what it says. Usually you see tax refunds go to those at the top, the folks who need it the least. Tom co-sponsored a bill that leveled the playing field. Everyone gets the same $750 refund. That gives working families a leg up. The Colorado... Cashback, or as Jared Polis called it, the Colorado Koshbach. I don't know what I don't know what he was smoking. Maybe some of those. Maybe he'd been nibbling on some of those mushrooms that they want to legalize on our ballot on November eighth. Um, just a quick teaser. That will be a no for me when we talk about the ballot initiatives. But Tom Sullivan is a liar. This bill that released this seven hundred and fifty dollars per taxpayer. My wife and I got our fifteen hundred dollars. 
was nothing more than an acceleration of the automatic Tabor refund. It was nothing more than an election ploy, an election gambit, a vote by, by Governor Polis, by Tom Sullivan, by anybody else who claims to have done something differently than the one thing that all of these Democrats, Tom Sullivan, Jared Polis, up and down the list, want to do away with, and that's the Tabor Taxpayer, the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights that my friend John Caldera and the Independence Institute and going way, way back, um, people of goodwill who understand that it's our money and Colorado takes too much of it and spends too much of it, and that, so they have to give it back, have been fighting to preserve and protect for years. Four years. That's Douglas Bruce's initiative. And say what you will about cranky Doug. And he's cranky, man, even with people he likes. I've had a lot of talks with Douglas Bruce. The dude just gets right to the point. No time for small talk. But Tabor was his brainchild. And it has saved hundreds of millions of dollars for Colorado taxpayers that your government would have already blown on other things. And for these Democrat politicians, for Jared Polis, remember the letter that came with your refund check? Oh, I'm so happy to help struggling Coloradoans, and I don't have the letter in front of me now, so I may not even be paraphrasing it very well. But I just remember it was a big joke. Look at what I did for you. When, that, when we knew that was coming, when I first got the letter and I came on the air, I said, you know, Don, or Donald, uh, Jared Polis should have just signed the check, and in the memo said, vote for me on November 8th, because it's nothing more than a vote by. And I am so ashamed. I don't know Tom Sullivan, what he went through with the shooting death of his son at the Aurora Movie Theater and everybody else. I have a sense of that, watching my parents, feeling the loss of my brother. Car crash, you know, a lot different than a than a mass shooting. No, I'm not making any equivalences at all. But that is disgusting. Disgusting. And man, do these guys have money. I am getting these beautiful color, full page sized flyers practically every day from Democrats in my mailbox. Um, Pro tip, Democrats, Republican National Committee man, you could probably save a couple of dollars and just strike me off your mailing list. But I found that very, very embarrassing. We also have another classic from Joe Biden. This one is fresh. But look at what I've inherited and what I've done. Think about that. This is what Joe Biden, this is the message of Joe Biden. I think that was at a Fetterman rally. By the way, I just got an email from John Fetterman's campaign. It says, screw it. <laughs> that's, that's in the subject, the main subject. Screw it. And it says, uh, um, you've got to send in, chip in $12 now to stop Mitch McConnell and Dr. Freaking Oz. That's what they put in there. Dr. Freaking Oz from taking the Senate majority. But Joe Biden. But look at what I've inherited and what I've done. Think about what he inherited. Record low gas prices, record increases in, in workers' wages, not those at the top, those who do the work. 
low taxes, a secure border, the Abraham Accords, a calm and more peaceful world. That's what Joe Biden inherited. And look at what he's done. Man, oh, man. All right. We promised in the final hour we would uh, talk about the real clear politics averages, what's happening around the country in those battleground states. Get your pen and pencil ready, pen and paper ready, because we're going to go down those ballot initiatives, but quickly. I just don't want to get too bogged down. Boring. And we will be right back. Final hour of the show coming up right here on 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.